Welcome to the Small Business Show. We created a platform to have candid and in-depth conversations with entrepreneur and business professional we find fascinating. Learn the tips and tricks for marketing, running, and growing a small business. The Small Business Show is the official podcast of Garuda Promo and Branding Solutions. Hello, everyone. My name is Swire. You can also call me the Promo Guy. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, my guest today is Ivan Gonzalez uh, from IG1 Communication. Ivan is an award-winning video production company, and he has been in industry for a long time. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning, Swire. How are you? Good, good. Um, so I have a question for you. You know, you have been, you know, award-winning uh, video production company. Uh, can you tell the viewer a little bit about about yourself and uh, how IG One Communication uh, able to help uh, your your clients? Sure, sure. I'll give you a little bit of background about myself. Um, I've been in advertising and marketing and television production um, for about over twenty years now. And uh, my last job was as a producer of uh, national commercials. And uh, six years ago, I decided I would start my own business. And so fast forward now, and I've got IG1, and uh, we're helping businesses of all sizes, um, from mom and pop shops all the way to Fortune 500 companies. And uh, yeah, the biggest uh, problems that I help my solve for my clients is uh, I'm working with CEOs, marketing directors, or um, small business owners who are very excited that they have a brand new service or product and they want the world to know, to know about it. But then they're very frustrated because they can't figure out how to tell everybody how it works or how to explain how it works in 60 seconds or less and uh, get more customers. And so I help them by creating video content and we'll do all kinds of videos from explainer videos, testimonials, um, you know, social media videos, uh, corporate videos. We do a lot of, of those. So we help them with all that. So yeah, it's a very fun and every day is different. So it's always great. Mm -hmm. Our our topic today is uh, content matters. So creating the right uh, content for your company, you have actually uh, touched on that with, you know, different commercial, different segment. And I'm sure that you notice, and I'm sure everyone knows, since the pandemic, you know, we all online, you know, buying things and going on daily life. I see a lot more video out there, you know. Um, So how, how does it work? Like, how do you help a company to decide what type of content is best for them? Well, um, there's all kinds of different content that you can have. One of the things is uh, they're saying that by the end of this year, we could have up to 80% of all of the content on the internet have a video because it's very, it's, I mean, face it, where our attention span has gotten so small now mm-hmm. that nobody wants to read anymore. So if there's a video that I can learn quickly about a product, I'm going to watch that instead of reading about it. And so um, that's why people have kind of progressed to that. And then now that we're in front of the computer all day, it's just, you know, it it just makes more sense. um, Instead of seeing, you know, video uh, words on the screen the whole time. Um, There's all kinds of different content that you can have if you are a business owner or if you have, if you run a business, I would say the number one um, 
return on investment that you're going to get. It's the number one way to build trust in your audience. It's going to be testimonial videos. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So how, how does that work? You know, test, do I just, you know, instead of, you know, because when we, let's say I go to a restaurant, I check the rating on Yelp on Google reviews. So it's it the same way, you know, it's just telling their experience or you, do you want them to like be like an ambassador to kind of like promote and sell your product and services? Well, in a way, a testimonial becomes your ambassador. Um, you don't have to ask them to be that for you, but you just, uh, it's easy to just ask them to be honest and to, you know, especially if you provide a good product or service, like mm-hmm. I'm sure you do swire. <laughs> and so let's say you have a customer that you have a great relationship with and they're always happy with what you provide. So now you ask them if they don't mind being on camera for, you know, a little bit and just ask her, answer a few questions like, Hey, what's, you know, what is the um, experience like buying from you? Uh, and then if they have some nice things to say, then right away they become your ambassador without them trying to and without mm-hmm. you having to tell them they're going to be your spokesperson. They're just, you have this great relationship and now you're kind of putting them. And if they are a good business they represent a good brand. And now everybody gets to see that, hey, if that business has some such great things to say for Swire, then maybe I should try him out because uh, he could do wonders for my business. Well, there, I have, I agree to that, but I also have a concern. So yes. I would agree that if I am able to have, you know, some of our client to be on, uh, you know, the testimonial for videos, uh, you know, that served two ways. Obviously, they could be the ambassador. And also, you know, if the person, you know, hopefully the CEO is on the video, then he or she will be sharing it to their social media. So that, you know, really good, you know, awareness, you know, brand awareness for, for ourselves. But on the other hand, you know, we have lots of competitors out there. So they were oh, okay, this CEO is buying promotional products so, or whatever product services that the client is, is doing. Uh, do you afraid that people will go after my client? Because now I'm letting everyone know who that person is that is in charge. Yes. Uh, you know, the way I see it, there's always going to be sharks in the water. So you're going to get, in, you know, your client is swimming in the waters. And whether they're on a testimonial video or not, you still have the competition going after them. Mm-hmm. The competition is still trying to hit them up on LinkedIn and hit them up here and there and trying to get in with them. But just the fact that you were able to get your client to do a testimonial video, that speaks wonders for your relationship with the client. And that right there is, you know, if your relationship is good because you've been helping them so well, then I think that's what really matters. And obviously that's going to come across in the video, but especially because they've given a testimonial about you, their, your relationship with them is already up here. So anybody else trying to contact them, they're down here still. They're just trying to cold call them. And it's like, you know, good luck trying to turn them into their customer. Because I'm sure if you provide good service for them and you've already made them happy, there's no reason for them to go anywhere else. I, I could also think on top of that, you know, like I, I like to do like a pre-interview. So maybe during the process, I could really uh, figure out questions that I ask them 
to prep them for the meeting that I could find out more about why they're really buying from me. You know, what do you like most about us? Like if there's anything that you wanted to uh, change of what we do, what would that be? So then we could build a better relationship. Like you said, you know, if you really uh, trust that person, you know, then, you know, I've met company that said, we work with that, another company for a long time. We trust them. We like them. And, you know, at this time, we're not going to switch, you know, and wanted to have clients like that. The more that we have clients like that, the better. Um, another question that I have for you, obviously, you know, we all have a cell phone and a lot of people do it uh, as a DIY approach uh, versus obviously hire you as an executive producer uh, to professional content. How would you rate your uh, ROI? You know, obviously, if you do it DIY, it's your time, right? You know, if you hire a professional firm like you, you know, then you get professional quality video. Uh, how would you rate the two of them or uh, can they coexist? They can actually coexist. Um, I am a proponent of if you have um, you want to create this much content, but you have this much budget. You should use the budget for what's really important, like the videos that you really want to make them look as professional as possible, but still create your own content. Go for it. I am all for it. I think that um, uh, especially my clients, I will even help them give them some tips and training to make their own videos as well. Um, because I know it's once again, have a good relationship with your clients. I know that in the end, DIY is not going to replace the level of quality that a professional video is going to do, but there's a lot of times where you need content and maybe quantity is more important than quality in certain locations. So just being out there and just having enough content is going to help your business more than waiting and waiting and only doing one or two videos a year. Mm, so. That's a nice approach. And, you know, you, you're willing even to help uh, the client because, you know, obviously I, I agree, you know, when you go to the, a website, then it calls for more uh, professional type uh, video, right? But if you are, you know, like what we're doing going live, then it could be, you know, a, a more casual approach. It's still got to look nice, but then, you know, it's more, uh, you know, live type of format. Um, what What's your idea? Because I, I've seen there's tons of people uh, out there and now on YouTubers that are reviewing products. So do you like those or do you not like those? Because sometimes you don't even have any say, you know, they just pick up, buy a product and then they talk openly about your product, good and bad. So it could, it could be a lot of sales. If a YouTuber pick up your products and, you know, people, they have 5 million followers, like my daughter's, right? You know, uh, coloring pants, you know, her favorite YouTuber use it. We have to buy it, right? Or uh, they could bad mouth about the graphic cards that you have of my son, you know, building a computer, then people don't buy them. So how would you advise or should they be participating in it? So to maybe to, uh, send in the right parts so then it becomes a better reviewing experience. Um, yeah, so there's actually something out there now called influencer marketing, mm -hmm. and that's what it's all about. It's yeah. like in the old days, or we still do this, obviously, but um, in advertising, we hire a uh, somebody who's famous, a TV personality or or whatever, or a sports or a superstar, mm -hmm. and then we have them endorse our product. And we pay them millions of dollars to do this, right? Um, it's the same exact thing that's happening now with influencers. 
So influencers being, you know, the YouTubers and the Instagram stars and all those. So the great thing about influencers is now you have a certain type of person that this, your target demographic is always watching them. So you don't have to pay millions of dollars to, um, you know, Tom Cruise to say that, you know, he <laughs> likes your, <laughs> your sports drink or whatever. You just, now you pay a little less. You don't pay millions, but you still got to pay fork out the cash and mm. pay these YouTubers. But you also, most of them have these clauses where they're going to be brutally honest about your product. Yeah. So you're kind of paying, but you're also taking a gamble. You hope that they like your product. So you better have a good product. If you don't, then good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah. So that's how, I mean, it's it's just a different style of marketing. Um, I recommend it if you truly believe in your product, if you think that your product is, you know, much better. If you are, let's say you do some product that's related with arts and crafts, good luck finding a, a you know, a TV personality that people are going to connect with. It could be, I mean, you, maybe you find somebody from a certain TV station that does that, but that's mm -hmm. going to cost you more than trying to find a YouTuber that only talks about arts and crafts. And now they talk about your product and they say how it's the best thing ever. Now all these people are way more committed to whatever they're seeing. If that person talks about it, they believe her more than they would believe some TV personality. Yeah, I agree 100%. You know, like if you want a mass market, you know, let's say, for example, you take a Super Bowl ad, right, for, you know, you're a big, you know, beer company, then... Everyone, right? But then if you go to a YouTubers, you, you can find out exactly what their audiences uh, are like, you know, what their niche are. So, you know, you could really, uh, there are some diehard answer, you know, whatever the YouTuber say and does and people copy. So uh, it, it just depends on, I, you know, like you said, finding the right target market and you don't want it to, you know, obviously you have general video about your company, but then you can actually go into really specific and really technical uh, if, you know, it takes a longer learning process or, you know, maybe they buy your golf club, you know, they don't know how to swing it. They don't, and then they gave up golf. Then you want to keep them engaged and keep them swinging. Then they will buy more, more clubs, more clubs. Yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, I used to do a lot of infomercials back in the day that, we, that were, uh, golf products. So it's funny because I could see we would hire a lot of golf professionals, but those were expensive. I mean, mm -hmm. one infomercial like that was a million dollars plus whatever the um, professional would cost just to say that they like these golf clubs. And it's just a lot of money, but maybe for that kind of genre, it helps. It, you know, to do that because they're already golf professionals. So if Tiger Woods uses uh, Callaway clubs, you're going to go buy those. You know, <laughs> that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. If, you know, you know if um, all my favorite soccer players wear Adidas, of course I'm going to go buy Adidas. Yeah. It's, you know, it's got to be the shoes, right? <laughs> so what, what are some tips that you think, you know, uh, let's focus on small business, right? You know, obviously we have a certain budget that have in mind. How do you, uh, how would you encourage them to use video to promote and grow their business? I... I recommend using video as much as you can. <laughs> Content is king. Uh, I think you, we had that in the, in the description. Basically, um, if you, you need to be out there in front of your audience as much as possible. 
because as of right now, um, I was looking at some stats and out of the people surveyed um, last year, at the end of last year, eight out of 10 people watched a video and that led them to making a decision to buy a product. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be doing all this research now to do to buy products, especially now that we're all kind of stuck at home. Um, so everybody's got to make a decision uh, and look do the research. So now they're going to go on YouTube. They're going to go here and there and look at everything. But when you watch a video, whether it's an endorsement or it's a how it works or a promotional video or testimonials, then that will greatly influence your buying decision. And so um, what kinds of videos you can do? It could be anything, but I would say, like I said earlier, number one, if you are only going to make one video with your company, you got to make sure that you include testimonials. Mm, It could be a case study video with just one client of yours, or it could be a whole bunch of clients and do, you know, like a a whole um, testimonial montage in a way. Um, And then, of course, a video about your company will raise your brand level. It's, uh, you know, what we, a friend of mine and I call the no like trust videos mm-hmm. because they get to know you. Now they get to like you and now they get to trust you. That's kind of how the progression is. And if we kind of, we try to make that happen in one video, that's great. Um, at least that's what we strive for. And I mean, there's always going to be all kinds of videos you could do. Um, social media, if you're always active, you know, at least uh, do a social media video series where you record a whole bunch of videos and you release them once a week. Then that way you have this constant stream of videos going. Uh, then that will slowly but surely increase the level of trust within your audience. And that's the key. The more people trust you, then, and of course they like you, <laughs> then the more they will, um, the more likely they are to buy from you or to recommend you. Mm. Do you have any uh, study or, you know, from your experience, you know, for the, you know, people always think about when I spend my marketing budget on a certain, be it be Google AdWords, social media, or video marketing. So um, what's the return on investment that, you know, people can think about when they start on video? So obviously, it's a commitment. And then if we're talking about small business, if they do a company video, the owner or the executives probably will be the face of the video. And, uh, you know, like myself, it's, it's kind of strange and sometimes, you know, feeling kind of weird being in front of a camera. So how would you rate that? And how would you encourage to, you know, go out on the first step? Because I think a lot of the viewers will agree that video matters and video that talks about your company matters a lot, but then how do you make really the first step? Um, well, you don't always have to be on your video. It's always good to have that if you want to generate that trust, but sometimes you just need an explainer video, for example. And then if it's an explainer video that just shows about how a product works, maybe you don't really need the CEO of the company. It just depends on the client. Like we have clients that are all over the place. Some are very, very shy and some are not so shy and they would love to be on camera. Mm-hmm. Both ways works just fine. It's just a matter of making the right video for that client, for that product. Um, another thing that can help is um, a lot of uh, big companies out there are putting out um, 
RFPs, requests for proposals. Mm-hmm. And so these medium-sized businesses are turning in these proposals. And um, I work with a lot of uh, technology companies. And when they have these proposals, they have to send in a you know, 50 to 100 page proposal on how their product works and all right. that. But there's also a hundred other companies submitting for this. And so one thing that um, I'll, I'll just share this really quickly about a client that uh, of mine that we did a few years ago, they had a RFP from a big healthcare company mm-hmm. and they reached out to me and they said, Hey, we need to submit a proposal in the next couple of weeks. Do you think we could do a video to accompany that proposal? Mm-hmm. I said, Oh, that's a great idea because you have this paperwork full of ones and zeros, as I like to say, because it's all technology stuff, right? But then you have this video. So now the person at the very top in charge of that of that RFP is going to watch this three-minute video on a, on a high-level overview of the solution. And now they're going to pay more attention to the proposal. And so that's what we did. And uh, come um, a month later, I went to the... Um, to that office to do another, uh, to meet with somebody else. And then when I came out of the meeting, these guys were standing outside and they're like, Ivan, we heard you were in the building. I'm like, yes. (laughs) So we had to come in here, come down to the second floor to, we wanted to shake your hand. We are the ones who were in charge of this proposal that you did for us a month ago. uh, This proposal video. And I just want to say that we if it wasn't for the video, we wouldn't have gotten the account and we totally got the account. So we are so happy for you. Thank you so much. We just wanted to shake your hand. I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. And how much do you mind me asking how much that, <laughs> you know, that mm-hmm. account was worth? And they're like, oh, it was a uh, $30 million. Wow. Like, a million oh, million idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, wow, I wish I had charged a commission on that. <laughs> you know, I, I agree because, you know, if it is RP and if it is meaningful, uh, you know, contract then it takes a lot of money and a lot of people with good capabilities or maybe better capabilities than you do but then you know like you said at the executive level you know there are so many proposals that all looks good which one do they look at you know if you have a video that is easy to look at it's you know it's short and sweet then they look at it they could get the overview of what it is and for all the technical details if the ceo or the executive said uh, I like this company. Go check out if their data sounds right. So chances are, if you're at that level, uh, the data are pretty much the similar. Uh, but then it just can you impress your client to look at yours first? Maybe when they look at yours, they're not looking at the others. So I think that's you know that's a really a million dollar idea. Yes, exactly. I completely agree. And um, you know, if you're a smaller business and you can't do a video for every proposal you put in, make a video about the company. That's what we like to call a corporate video um, or about the company. It's like a no like trust video basically, but mm-hmm. pretty much make it about the company that kind of talks about the background, where the company's at now and anything, all of the things that can help influence somebody's decision into deciding, okay, I think I want this. I want to try this company out. So even a smaller company, um, if you're doing proposals, that's always good to just include in your proposal. You make one video for the whole year. Do that. Put it in with all your proposals or, your, uh, you know, maybe even at the bottom of your email. And then that way people will, will watch that. And, and if you have a proposal, 
then they'll watch that video about your company. They'll be more inclined to look at your proposal. Like, well, this company seems pretty legit to me. I should take a look at that proposal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people are going to look you up anyway. You know, they're going to do research about you know who they're you know thinking about working with. If you present all the information up front, they say, oh, okay, they're honest. You know, they are telling me who they are. You know, they're telling us maybe who we are not. Then you know, then you bring that up front. I think people appreciate that. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it it's like you said. People are always going to do research, so why not steer them in the right direction? Right. Because you, if they Google you, you're not sure what the, what kind of videos they will find. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so again, I, I know you wanted to uh, talk about this. You know, um, you've talked to a lot of clients. You, you help people in uh, to market the business. What are some of the ways that you suggest for uh, business to keep going during the pandemic? Well, one of the things is um, I've always told my clients this uh, well not always this year (laughs) Um, there's two ways that you can deal with this pandemic one is shut down and just hope that things get better next year and then the other one is do start marketing start doing as much marketing as you can as you can afford don't go don't overextend yourself but start marketing because when we finally come out of this you could be coming out in a much better situation than everybody else so um, if you are able to maybe start a YouTube channel and start contributing to that like once a week or be active on social media, um, that's all great stuff. Now, one of the things that you should do is be yourself, be honest. Don't, uh, you know, one of, uh, this is kind of a, this, this has been a really crazy year. Mm-hmm. I don't think too many people are going to say this has been an awesome year. So it's probably not a good idea to be too like cheery and happy and everything because there's going to be that disconnect with your public. You want to kind of bring it down to earth, be honest. You, you don't have to be a downer. Just be level with your audience. And of course, express your, you know, your concern and anything else like that. So, yeah, you just want to be be yourself, I guess. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for uh, you know, all the information today. So, Ivan, if the viewer wants to get in touch with you, what would be the, the best way for them to reach out? Um, so you can always uh, contact me on the, at the website. My website's www.ig1communications.com. Um, feel free to email me. It's just Ivan at IG1communications.com. Um, if you find me on LinkedIn, I'll, you know, send me a connection. I will probably say yes. <laughs> I have thousands of connections. I don't mind. And so, uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch, feel free. I'm always, you know, I'm an open book. I'm, I'm always up for answering anybody's questions or anything like that. Thank you so much, Ivan. You know, I, I love your million dollar idea. I think everyone can can benefit if you ever, ever send out a proposal like that. So uh, thank you so much for coming on today. And, uh, you know, hopefully everyone uh, can listen and reach out to Ivan if you have more questions. Yes, thank you so much, Swire. It's always great talking to you. And of course, if anybody needs promo, talk to this guy. He knows his stuff. So yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. All right, take care. All right. Bye.